Amen. Let's all find our seats this morning, church. Amen. What a beautiful day the Lord has made. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to start this morning off right. Um, we have um, a, a birthday in the house. A few, actually, but right now we want to point one out. Uh, Miss Marlene, por favor. Can we say happy birthday to Marlene? Happy birthday, Marlene. Amen. And this morning we have a baby dedication. So if I could ask Mr. Ryan, Mrs. April, and their little guy, Abraham, to come up and knock him, please. Can we give him a hand? Why don't you guys come up right now? Amen. This is the little guy who cries in the service and says amen with me. This is the little one who, who's, who's going to be a future pastor, amen? Maybe a little worship leader or... Amen. Good to see you folks. Amen. Matthew 19, 13 through 14 says, Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Amen. In presenting Abraham, you signify not only your faith in the Christian religion, but also your desire that Abraham know and follow the will of God and may live and die a believer and a Christian and come into everlasting blessedness. In order to attain this holy end, it will be your duty as parents to teach him early the fear of the Lord, to watch over his education that he may not be led astray, to direct his youthful mind to the holy scriptures and his feet to the sanctuary to restrain him from evil associates and habits. Will you, Ryan and April, and Noxon, do so by the help of God? If so, answer, I will. Amen. I ask you now, the congregation, will you commit yourselves as the body of Christ to support and encourage these parents to fulfill the responsibilities to this child and to as assist by nurturing his growth towards spiritual maturity. If so, respond, we will. We will. Amen. You guys hear that? You have a church who loves you, supports you. And so I want to now dedicate Abraham. Church, if you can stretch out your hands as we pray for this young man. Father, in the name of Jesus, we dedicate Abraham to you. God, I pray, Lord, this young man, even though he's just a baby, he has no idea what's going on right now, but you do. And most importantly, the enemy does. And I pray a blessing and a bloodline over his life, over his body, over his future, over his parents. I pray for Ryan, God, that you give him supernatural wisdom and discernment as we're in these crazy days, Lord. But, Lord, I pray, God, that you would give this father discernment, Lord, and, and help uh, when, the, when those decisions need to be made, Lord, when it comes to his schooling and education and 
just life in general. I pray, God, that you would bless this father and this mother. God, I thank you, Lord God, for Ryan and April. I thank you for their faithfulness and dedication to your house and the love they have for you and each other, Lord. But I pray, God, as parents, you would give them, God, the same heart, God, they would be in one accord. God, I pray, Lord, right now in Jesus' name that you would also help them, God, raise this young man to be a man of God and to honor you first, Lord. And I pray for Noxon, Lord, as he's the older brother, Lord, that he would be a good example to his brother. God, that his younger brother would follow in his footsteps. What a good young man he is. We thank you for this beautiful morning, and we thank you, Lord. We dedicate and we, we give Abraham to you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. May I hold the little guy real quick? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to say anything, Abraham? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. All right. Thank you, guys. Give him a hand. Amen. We love you. Thank you. Amen. Mr. Matt. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and get Miss Anita. Where's Miss Anita? And the children. Oh, she's right here in the front. She's ready to go. Kids, why don't you guys come up right here? We're going to have our children's church real quick. Amen. Let's give Miss, Miss Anita a hand. Amen. morning everybody love to see these kids okay if you got my letter this week what did I tell you I needed you to do first thing can you roar like a lion for me oh that was sick <laughs> that was really a sick lion okay let's try it again are you ready roar not bad we'll have to practice that if you've ever heard a lion roar, whether at a zoo or in a movie, you know its sound is so big and loud that everyone stands and takes notice. And that's exactly what God wants your life to do. He wants it to roar so loud that everyone stops and takes notice. Lions weigh up to 500 pounds. Anybody weigh 500 pounds? You do? Oh, I don't think so. Let's say maybe if we get 50 cats and pile them on top of each other, we may have close to 500 pounds. Together, lions, with their weight, their strength, and their fearlessness, make one powerful force in the world. In the wild, lions roar for three reasons. One, to let other lions know where, there are, where they are, to show how powerful they are, and to scare their enemies away. Your life should roar for the very same reason. You need to let other believers know where you are so they're not alone. You need to show how powerful God is, and you need to scare that enemy away. Who's our enemy? The devil, you bet. And you know when you roar really loud, the devil does run the other direction. Do you have the courage to say and do what God wants you to do? 
How can your life roar? Let's see. It has nothing to do with your vocal cords and everything to do with daring to live differently from the rest of the world. Your life roars when you have the courage to follow God, no matter what. Being brave like a lion doesn't mean you're never afraid, but it does mean that you choose to do the right thing. That kind of courage doesn't come from inside you or from your strength. It only comes from the power of God. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God did not give us a spirit that makes us afraid. He gave us a spirit of power and love and self-control. Okay, let me see here. Mia, come here. You hold this. Okay. Up higher. Okay. Let's see how loud this lion roars. <laughs> Let me try that again. Are you guys going to squeak or are you going to roar and let the whole world know how amazing our God is? Have a good day and remember, God loves you. I'm going to think of that squeak the next time I see an NGM movie. All right, let's give Miss Anita one more little hand. Who enjoyed Children's Church today? Excellent. We need volunteers in our children's department. And I took note of everybody who was clapping. We need teachers, helpers, check-in. Um, if you are interested in helping in any way, in just helping bring up this new generation of believers, uh, you can contact Jane Morrill or you can contact the church office. If you do not know what you want to do with the children, but you have a heart for them, let us know. We will put you to work. <laughs> we will find something for you to do. We have a few announcements before we get started here. Welcome cards. There are welcome cards in the pews. Um, if you are new or if you would like to get more involved or if you have prayer requests, please let us know by filling those out and dropping them in the box in the back of the sanctuary so that we can congregate with you and pray for you, get you involved, um, those kinds of things. Uh, we have a bunch of really cool things coming up, so <laughs> get ready for all these. Song and Word, the Thursday night worship and Bible studies, is starting March 10th. So that is not this coming up Thursday, but the next Thursday. Uh, there will be a men's Bible study, a women's Bible study, Barb West is doing a Bible study. We have a Latino Bible study. We have youth group. We have kids quizzing. We have nursery. So I'm looking around, and that encompasses everybody. <laughs> so please come to the Thursday Night Song and Word. We will have a great time. The women's Bible study is going to be studying through the book of Romans. So we do ask that you sign up so that we can have the book ordered for you so that you are caught up with the curriculum on it. Elevate is coming May 27th to 30th. Good. I was looking out to my teens. I was like, are you guys clapping? It is at Point Loma in San Diego, California. The event is for people in seventh grade through anybody graduating this year. 
the cost is $200 a person, which does include lodging, food, and the event. And I'll throw in the drive down there. <laughs> uh, it's a $50 registration fee due on April 25th. Um, today, all of the proceeds that come from our home church cafe will go to help the teens uh, to help pay for Elevate. So please buy a coffee and support our youth group as well as your own dependence on caffeine. <laughs> we know. <laughs> uh, March 19th at 12 p.m., we will be at the Discovery Museum uh, for the children's and youth groups. Uh, the tickets are $8 a person, and they are at, on sale at the children's check-in counter, so run right around to that gate. And then Women's Aspire, it's fine. <laughs> Women's Aspire is March 18th at 7 p.m., so save the date. Uh, get ready to show up and have a good time. Bring a friend. Don't even tell them, right? Just buy them a ticket and tell them you got a special day planned. Bring them over here. It'll be fun. Uh, it's $20 for general admission, $30 for VIP. The tickets are on sale in the foyer or foyer if you are French. Uh, you can see Jane Morrill uh, for more information on that. And we have a short video to advertise Aspire. Co-founders, hosts, and musicians for Aspire Women's Events. Our team is so very excited to be heading to your church, and we can't wait to fellowship with all of you. Aspire is a one-night event that's not just filled, but it is overflowing with laughter, learning stories and music to encourage you and equip you. It is an amazing, fun-packed girls' night out. It's an event that's also an opportunity for you to invite your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers to hear biblical truth, to be refreshed and to laugh. This is a great event where your church can continue to be a light in the community. On March 18th in Sparks, we have Bible teacher, author, and speaker, Mary Shannon, comedian, Sally Bauke, and music by me, Mia Kane. Hi, I'm Mary Shannon Hoffpower, and I can't wait to see you at an Aspire Women's event. You will walk in the room, and I promise you, you will make new friends as you laugh your guts out listening to our amazing comedians. And our worship girls, they're literally going to lead you into the throne room. And I promise you, I will do my due diligence and I will bring the word of God to you. That's what I love about Aspire. We are committed to the word of God. So in other words, come to an Aspire because you're going to laugh your guts out. You are going to sing your hearts out and I'm going to preach my brains out. I'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Sally Bauke, otherwise known as Funny Gal Sal. And I like to bring the funny to the Aspire Women's Events. I love being with Aspire Women's Events. It's a night of music and Bible teaching and comedy, and it's just a great time to get together with your friends and go have a laugh. And I encourage you to go if you never have been to one, because you won't regret it. Don't delay. Make plans today to join us for this One Night Women's event with our amazing team of Bible teachers, comedians, and musicians Get your tickets, maybe even surprise someone and get them a ticket too, and we'll see you there. I mean, the video speaks for itself, right? Last year, I wasn't invited for obvious reasons. 
but uh, everybody that I heard that went had a great time, so please come and enjoy us and fellowship in the Lord, and uh, like I said, bring some friends and fulfill an evangelical duty in there. Uh, we are going to enter into our time of giving and worship. We want to just say thank you so much to everybody who has been faithful in your tithes and offerings. Um, it is something that we have three convenient ways to collect, but uh, we know that it is obviously an actual sacrifice for you, um, one that is biblical and one that uh, is expected of believers, and we just want to show our support and thank you for everything that that has done for us and our ability to grow and, and help. So our three ways you can give it is in person. You can use the box in the back of the sanctuary. You can do it online. Go to our website, click the drop-down tab, or you can mail it in. If you do it in person or by mail, please put the uh, ministry that you would like it to go to so that we can direct the funds to where you actually want them to go. And at this time, before we start our worship, uh, if I could have everybody bow their heads for a time of prayer. Father God, we come before you today giving up our tithes and our offerings and our worship and ask you to, to take these offerings that we present to you and to bless them and multiply them in ways that only you can. We ask that you would use this time of worship to soften hearts, to move through this congregation and to prepare us for the word that we're about to receive today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's all stand to our feet, church. Who's ready to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Tozer said, and I quote right here, it says, Any man or woman on this earth who is bored and turned off by worship is not ready for heaven. So I don't know about you, I'm ready to sing. I don't want to squeak this morning. <laughs> Amen. I want to sing. I want to lift my voice to the King of Kings. Let's worship. Hallelujah. Sing with us. Miracles when you move. Such an easy thing for you to do. Your hand is moving right now. You are still showing up. I can do my better hands around. Your voice is calling me out right now. I know you're able, my God, to come through again. You can do all things. You can do all things, but because you never lost a battle, no, you never lost a battle, and I know, I know, you never win. Oh, yeah. Everything's possible. Yeah. 
Testify that Jesus Christ never lost the battle. Amen. Yes, it. You can do all. by now we have Reverend Steve Scott with us this morning and his lovely wife Debbie amen hallelujah let's go one two three four
where you bow, my Jesus. And all the wrong turns that you would go and undo if you could. Who could work it all for your good? Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where they
church as our sister bar comes to pray hallelujah over our pastor this morning you, Lord, that the battle is yours. As we lay our prayers and our petitions at your feet, we come with thanksgiving, praising you, Lord, that we can do all things through you who gives us the strength. 
We're thankful today, Lord, for the blessings that you've given to us. And we're thankful for our district superintendent, Steve Scott, and his wife, Debbie, to be here to worship with us and for Pastor Steve to share the word with us. And so we pray an anointment upon this dear brother, our leader, our pastor, our friend. Be with all of us as we receive the good word that you've prepared through him to give to us. We pray that hearts will be touched and lives will be changed. And may we go forth in the joy of the Lord today, sharing that word with others. We pray that you come now in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a clap for this morning. Amen. Thank you, God. Sing that out with me, church. These are more than just words on a, on a page. Our God fights the battle for us. Amen. Sing it out this morning to our creator. Hallelujah. So when I fight, fight on my Let's enter into the word together. Be seated where you are. The, uh, an image that uh, I reflect on when I was in high school, which was about, about 10 or 15 years ago. <laughs> and uh, there were some words that were imprinted on my mind and uh, my heart. Uh, they were words I knew that came from scripture. They were also words in a song. And I used to gather on Saturday nights with uh, a huge group of people uh, in a large tent. Uh, a very interdenominational open gathering. Nobody got the label. It was hosted by one church, but we would go on Saturday nights. And uh, it was back before... Uh, Worship really needed to be uh, as technologically advanced as it is to our world now. 
much more simple time. And this guy would walk out, and he'd just start singing. No instruments, nothing. And we'd just start following him. And it feels like every time we ever went to this place, the opening song came from the scripture that I'm going to read today. And it, it worked its way into my head, and I got so attracted to the message of this scripture that it almost kind of created in me this release as a teenager of, well, whatever I do, this is going to be the primary thing that I do. I just knew that for the rest of my life. And I would love to be able to say that because of that, I have been one of the most successful people that's ever lived on the planet. (laughs) Actually, I would never like to be able to say that. But I can also tell you this, uh, along with you and anybody else, of course there are obstacles and distractions. There are dark places, there are frustrating places, there are annoying places, right, in our lives. But there is a way. A couple of chapters before what we're going to read here in a moment, Jesus is teaching so many things, and of course the parallels of the gospel weave in and out of this, but in the timeline of when Jesus was teaching this, somewhere in close proximity, he had told the people around him that he was the way, that he was the truth, and that he was the life. And he also said, the only way to the Father is through those three things, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. I am so grateful for people who patted me on the head as a child. I'm grateful that uh, the village I grew up in, there were some mother figures who thought they were the mother of all the children in the community, (laughs) and they would correct us openly. And there were some men who got this and modeled it. And it had nothing to do with how great of a job they had, what education they had, how much money they made. It's because this got into their head and into their heart. And I want to share this with you today because uh, the world that we live in currently, uh, our generation... Okay, this generation right now. I know often we like to say, well, this isn't my generation. I'm from the 50s. No, this is your generation. If you're living right now, this is your generation. This is your time. This is our time. And when I look at everything that we've kind of uh, navigated through recently, uh, the beautiful division that has happened in the world, <laughs> the continuous state of confusion that people find themselves in when they start talking about things that are very earthly and real, along with the images of this week and the invasion of a country. We watch these things and people start siding up and people start deciding, well, I'm on this side, I'm on this side, I'm in this way. Somewhere in all of this, there is an invitation to us and I'm so grateful that it comes from the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. And, And I love how the language of Biblical theology, holiness theology, 
church theology, individual theology. I love how sometimes we'll say, let's go to the higher place. And then just in the same paragraph, we'll say, let's go to the deeper place. <laughs> let's go to the brighter place. But this place, this invitation that we have from the word today, an opportunity to live in a place greater, deeper, higher than the culture of the day is some of the greatest news in the world. In a conversation with his disciples, Jesus said these things in Matthew chapter 16. I'm going to start reading at verse 24. Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me. So, stop. Before we go any farther, if anyone would come after me. Not, but not these people. But if anybody would come after me, but not, sorry, you had your chance. No, you're loud and you're obnoxious. Not you. No, Jesus says, if anyone. And if he's the way, the truth, and the life, when he said it then, it's true right now. Yeah, but what about those people that don't think the way that I do? If anyone, the issue here is coming after Jesus. We have sung some songs this morning. I wasn't really sure I wanted to sing some of these songs this morning because there was a really big commitment in some of these songs. I'll be there for you, Jesus. I'll stand firm for you. I'll be courageous. I'll be humble. I'll be meek. I'll be obedient. I just heard all this this morning. It's like, wow. Look at the opportunity we have with a Savior, the Son of God, who has a way for anyone. And my question this morning, Steve Scott, is do you actually really believe that if anyone comes after me and, oh, and yeah, does all these things, that Jesus will actually become the way, the truth, and the life in their lives? And yes, I believe this. If anyone come after me, they must deny themselves. Take up their cross and follow me. And about this point, people are like, I wonder what else is on. We're going to talk about this. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me, for Jesus, will find it. That's, that is a powerful statement to be able to say there is a way to find our life. Who are we? Well, we've got a name. We've got friends. We've got a birth date. We've got whatever. Who, who are we? We can know. We can find it. We can discover it. But the hump here is, oh, so all this time, I thought this was about me making me. And you're telling me, lose yourself? This is Jesus talking, the way, the truth, and the life. And he says, if you're willing to lose your life, you will find. 
And when we read the scripture in its entirety, one of the things I really hear him saying here is, remember back in the beginning, the very first part of the word of God, and there's Genesis, and there's the creation of everything, and it's all beautiful, and Adam and Eve are happy, and they have no burden. They don't even have to pick out clothes to start the day, okay? (laughs) And something happens, and uh, they fall, and everything changes. And this this dramatic moment at that time in history, followed up by Jesus in this scripture, preceded by God who walks into the garden to a fallen couple, and he says, where, where are you guys? You know, minutes before, he had told them, here's everything, it's all yours. And then somebody comes along and says, oh yeah, uh, by the way, he meant well. When I look at these four words, come, deny, take, follow, here's the caution for us. Jesus isn't the only one that talks like this. There's a spirit in this world that talks exactly like this. Hey, 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 come here. Deny what, you, what everybody else tells you is right. You decide what's right. And when you take up your life, it doesn't matter what happens to anybody else. You watch out for you. You get yours. And then... Just follow whatever brings you pleasure. But when Jesus uses these words, we find life the way that God designed it to be in the beginning. Even in the midst of the world we live in. Or what can a person give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in His Father's glory with His angels... I'm a, I'm a very uh, intentional reader of the word. I'm lucky to get through a chapter in a week. I, just, I, I see these phrases. Talk about losing our life so we can gain our life. And, and now there's this little moment here for the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels. Do you ever just sit in that image sometimes? Oh, we know Jesus is coming back someday. It's going to be great. Yeah, I, I have this funny feeling that when Jesus comes back, we're going to be on our faces for a few hours. When Jesus comes back, I'm going to walk right up and tell No, I don't think so. I, I think we are going to be so devastated in our spirit that the Comforter has finally come for the final moment, and it's going to be so overwhelming. You know, we talk about eternity. People talk about, what are we going to do in heaven? What's it going to be like? Who knows? Every time we try to define it, you know, the Word gives us a hint. But, oh, my goodness, to think that we'd be in the full presence of God, for the Son of Man is going to come... in his Father's glory, with the angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. I tell you the truth. Some of you who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This is Jesus talking. And really, we just have two choices here. Either it's like, nice story. I like the red print. That's cool. It's kind of like a contrast. 
or we become very humbled by the fact that this is Jesus talking. So what do we do with what he says? And, and I want to I look into this little journey here in the scripture today because he says, come after me, deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me. It's the original design for living. For everyone, for every situation in life, this is the only way that life finds meaning. This is it. And you could look at this as kind of the funnel, like it feels very confining. If anyone come after me, deny themselves, take up the cross and follow me. And it's like, ugh. And the word does say, wide is a way that leads to destruction, narrow is a way that leads. But, but I like to think of this as the inverted funnel. It's very concise, very precise. Come after me, deny yourself, take up your cross, follow. It's very concise. And when you do, you find life. And the mystery of why life is the way that it is suddenly is revealed. And we sang this this morning. No matter what, no matter what, we follow, we believe, we trust, no matter what. That's, that's a tough place. And until we meet Jesus personally, this series of statements raises a lot of questions. Come, okay. Deny, how much? <laughs> Take up, what? And follow, where? I'll follow you, Jesus. Can you just maybe just give us an idea where we're going to be going here? Follow me. We all have our story here today. We could spend... A whole lot of time. I think you should do this sometime. Just start passing the mic. We're not going to leave until everybody tells their story. We're like, we'll bring in food. <laughs> we'll take naps. <laughs> Something tells me we would be so struck with the faithfulness of God because the stories we would tell here would be, some would be like, it's been a great life. God has been so faithful to us and our kids are great and everything's wonderful and our marriage is great. And then some people would be like, I'm just glad I'm just here because it's been hellacious to live this life. Yes, it, it, it can be. This is a fallen world, but there is one who is the way, the truth, and the life, and he invites us into this place. And yes, it raises a lot of questions, but here's what we know. This invitation, once we say yes to Jesus, Here's the reality. Anything other than come, deny, take up, and follow is a distraction from all that God intended us to experience when he knit us together in our mother's womb. So little Abraham, right? Abraham's with us today. Wow. Abraham, you want to say anything? <laughs> and he just looks at you. He had no... But I'll believe with this congregation day, someday the potential is Abraham is going to have something to say. Someday in about 60 plus years, he's going to be a guy like me standing on this stage and he's going to go, you know what? It's been a long life. My parents, pretty good job. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> My brother, okay. <laughs> 
I have two sons, three years apart. I used to think of them as Cain and Abel. <laughs> so you just kind of play that out if you know anything about that. I think they'd take a bullet for each other today. But I envision someday this little guy being able to stand up and say, what a ride. Abraham, it's been 50 years, buddy. What do you got to say to this crowd? I'm just still following Jesus. Amen. And there's something about this. This isn't just an ordinal A, B, C, D. Um, you do got to come. And Jesus, I think, had some real intentionality in how he said these things. But at some point in our life, this becomes who we are. It, it can become who we are. There are elements of each day where we come. There are elements of each day where we may deny. There may be elements of each day where we have to take up. But the overwhelming drive of each day is, I have no idea how I'm going to do what i got to do today. So glad he's in front. And I love how the psalmist said, oh, by the way, exactly, he, hem, he hems you in. <laughs> front, behind, side to side, let's go. It does raise questions. It is a challenge. But this is what he made us, us, anyone, everybody, to experience. Earlier on in this chapter, Jesus, Jesus warned his disciples. He said there's a lot of people out there with a lot of versions of the truth. Back in verse 6, they're, they're going to teach you all kinds of things. And then moves forward a few verses and he starts to ask the disciples just to maybe qualify. Okay, are you guys ready for what I'm about to tell you? Because this is pretty heavy duty stuff. Who do you say that I am? And here's this incredible confessional moment and Peter says, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I love how some people like to rush and go, Well, but you know, Peter was, you know, he was kind of unstable. Thank you very much. <laughs> Go ahead and raise your hand if you have never experienced instability in your heart and mind. And if you want to raise it, <coughs> God be merciful to you because you're probably not telling the truth. But this confessional moment, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. As I'm reading this and as I'm studying this, I'm realizing, oh, oh, how many times when I wanted to respond to this invitation to come deny, take up, and follow. How many times have so many distractions come in? And what possibly could be the place I could go to even when I'm challenged by some of this? And I hear Peter's words and I think, this is it. I mean, do you ever make this statement alone without the props of music, without people around you, without the abundance of life, and just simply dwell on the truth that Jesus is the Christ? the Son of the living God. Oh. Let's just, I'm going to say it, and if you're, if you're into it, if you're up for it, just see how great it is to just say this. I'm going to say the whole phrase. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Say that out loud. That's a powerful statement. There are all kinds of props in life, all kinds of things we can go to and, you know, different cultures and different religions have their mantras and they have their little symbols and everything else, but a statement in the midst of this invitation of Jesus, Jesus, you're the Christ, you're the son of the living God. And when you say this, this is more than just do this. 
This is more than just up on the mountain with the tablets and the thunder and the lightning and Charlton Heston and Cecil B. DeMille. (laughs) I've often wondered, what was the tone of Jesus' voice when he talked to the disciples like this? You know, we, we, we go through all kinds of emotions when we see words like these. To come. Hey, come here. Hey. <laughs> or if you're irritated at someone, please cover your ears. Come here! Right? But deny? Ooh. You know what I hear when I hear Jesus say deny? I hear him telling us that he loves us. Don't get wrapped up in yourself, please. Please, you guys, don't get wrapped up in yourselves because it will blind you. And I'm not just talking about you young people. I'm a 60-year-old dude. The people of my generation need to hear this every day. Oh, I I took care of that denial thing back in 73. (laughs) Wow. That's a rusty dead action at this point in life. Every day. He loves us so much. And he realizes the things that are going to trip us up. And he's right and he sees them and he goes, hey, I'm pecking you. I love you so much. Deny yourself. Please don't hear. Deny yourself. Okay, well, it's going to be really painful. It's going to be brutal. And we're going into this season, you know, before the cross. And some people are going to get really get into it. And they're going to deny themselves for things for 40 days. And it's going to be tough. And man, we can't wait till Easter gets here. <laughs> but when Jesus says deny yourself, he is setting us up. Remember what he said? He said, the thief comes to steal and to kill and destroy. But he says, I came that you would have life abundantly, even when you don't have an abundant life. Do you understand what I'm saying? (laughs) And here it is in front of us. You're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And Jesus told them, verse 21, building up to these words, that because of who he is, he said, I'm going to suffer many things and be killed. And I'm going to rise from the dead on the third day. And it was too much for the disciples. I, I kind of envision them sitting around eating. And he says, listen, I need you all to know some things are going to happen. Uh, and it's not going to be good. And I'm going to suffer many things. In verse 22, and Peter takes him aside and he says, never, Lord, this will never happen to you. It was too much for them. But imagine if Jesus hadn't come to that place in his awareness of who the Father is. Imagine if he hadn't come to the place and realized when he heard the words come, deny, even from his Father, he realized, good word, I trust you, God. Imagine. The church, we wouldn't be here. This would just simply be some observance we do on some particular day of the week. But because of that, The Savior of the world was able to come for the sins of the whole world. And when Jesus says, come, deny, take up, follow, it's an invitation. It's a command. It's an instruction. It's a call to surrender. And you know what the biggest obstacle is going to be as we get into this here in a moment? Longest introduction I've ever given to a message. Here it is. (laughs) Message is not going to be this long. 
What have I got? Five minutes? We can do this. <laughs> the biggest obstacle to discovering all of this self. Not all those people around us, not the church, not the heretics, not the peripheral organizations that teach all kinds of weird things. The biggest obstacle to this is me. So as we look at this, let's go to this next image. This invitation to come. Come after me. It's not a go do this on your own. It's an invitation to respond. To come to the one who made us. To trust an alternative to ourselves. I don't think Jesus does this to help us discover this poor self-esteem and this poor self in I can't do anything. I'm such a loser, so I guess I'll follow Jesus. No, because Jesus is the very one who said, oh, and by the way, a little bit later on in the story of things, by the way, you're going to be receiving the power of the Holy Spirit to be my witnesses wherever, anywhere. Next image, this word deny. It's a clear and unmistakable command. Deny yourself. It, it is a command. But it is a command of love. It speaks, though, to the impulse of our lives. It typically, we think of our preferences first. Okay, typically, I think of my preferences first. You, you all do whatever you do. I'll just go ahead and go to the first person singular, but... <laughs> Typically, what do we want? How would you like that? I like my bacon crispy. <laughs> I don't want that limp stuff. I want it crispy. I don't want the hash browns crispy. I don't want them limp. You ever do that? We have preferences. We have real strong preferences. And it speaks to the fact that often that's where we start. But it considers this idea of denying self considers other people. It helps us realize there's an opportunity to learn one of the most brilliant impulses of life. And this is it. God, what do you want? What do you want from me? This is so much more than I made a commitment and I'm going to follow Jesus. I sat in that tent 50 years ago when I sang this song. It's just like today, February 2022, to come to this place and to realize, I want your will for me. It's more than just, okay, I'm going to deny myself, God, and so I guess I'm only going to have this or this. So which one, God, should I have? And there we are once again telling God what his options are. As opposed to, here I am, God, what do you want to do with me? This third image of take up, take up the cross. This, this is a moment of instruction to us in this next image. Take up the cross. It, it's an instruction for us. It's an instruction in the sense that it speaks of devotion to do whatever reveals God's glory in our lives. And I love this expression, just let him in. No need to figure it out. 
as a little kid, I sang this little song, into my heart, come into my heart, come into my heart, Lord Jesus, come in today, come in to stay. <laughs> wow. Just let him in. But what if I just let him in? Don't lock the door. Don't refuse. Just let him in. Hmm. Imagine what might possibly happen in our lives as old people, young people, single people, married people, parents, kids. Imagine what happens in our lives if we just daily, hourly, whenever. You know what, God? I need to just stop and just let you in. I'm getting ready to say something. I'm getting ready to decide something. I'm getting ready to go somewhere. When we think of taking up the cross, and the, you know, the burden, the weight, none of us can do that. But what we can do is let him in. It becomes then our identity. When God's glory is revealed in our lives, people start to see it. And there's a really cool place we can get to where we can no longer be burdened with how people view us. What do people think of me? Man, you talk about wearing yourself out. But if you just focus on letting him in, he does things through us sometimes. We have no clue what we're doing. Somebody comes up and says, hey, remember the time you said that to me? No, I don't. Remember the time you did that? I don't recall that. That's Christ at work in us, through us. And then there's this word follow, this next image. It is... <clears throat> It is a statement of surrender because it's no longer my direction or my way. When he says, follow me, it's, it's surrender of what I think is the right way to go. It's a surrender to the one who says he's the way, the truth, and the life. And it is a huge challenge when it's not my will, but his. And I just want to say, every once in a while, when... I get a glimpse of this, or I know people who get a glimpse of this. It is also a huge relief. Oh, it's not on my head. I'm just, I've surrendered, and I'm following Jesus. Well, I'm not sure if I agree with what you're doing. You know, God bless you, but I'm confident that I am following Jesus right now. That's an amazing place. Life is, life is no longer about what I accomplish on my own, but what God is able to accomplish through my surrendered life. So I want to ask this question. This next image. How does something like this impact my life? This isn't a chapter and a verse, but it is, it is the entirety of Scripture. How does, how does come, deny, take up, follow, impact my life? It delivers us from a tendency to be dominated by an ongoing internal conflict with sin and self-wants. That's what it does. And even in that moment, some people go, all right, I'll let you know when I need that. I'll tuck that away. Because right now, out of debt, car starts every morning, like my job, family's good, we're good, we're good. 
This internal conflict with sin will never go away until we see him in his glory. But daily, when we carry about in our bodies the death of Christ, Paul says the life of Christ becomes more and more and more and more manifest. I'm not just bringing this today for a great self-help message. I'm bringing it today because we are in a confused world that doesn't even know its own sexual identity. I'm bringing this today because we're in a world where people who call in the name of the Lord are arguing with each other and their churches are splitting. Something doesn't smell right about all that. (laughs) But instead of coming and judging it all and burning it up, Jesus is going, oh, you guys, please, can we reset here? (laughs) Please, can we just come and once again deny ourselves and take up the cross. And could I just, I hear him say, could, could you just resume following me? Here's the, here's the outcome of how this impacts our life, this kind of next image I want us to look at. The outcome is that in whatever my circumstances, I'm going to learn to follow Jesus. May not be real clear, may not realize where we're going, but I'm going I'm to come And I'm going to deny as much as God possibly reveals to me. And I'm going to take it up and let him in. And I'm going to follow him through my heart and my mind. But it's more than just to follow so I can discover who I am. I can elevate my self-esteem. But it's a follow so I can discover who he is. God's a mystery only because people don't stop long enough to let him reveal himself to them. God knows how to reveal himself in every situation of our lives. He knows. History proves it. But the challenge is, stop. Listen. Let him in. And this is even greater than just follow so I can go where the good things are in life. It's learning to make decisions in our lives, whatever they are, by His Spirit. It's follow so I can be in His presence regardless of the circumstances of my life. So in my life and in my heart and in my mind and in my living and in my care for people, I say it, I write it, I share it, I live it, and I refresh it every chance I get. In the shower, sitting on the edge of the bed, driving through the day, those moments. Isn't it wild how we just kind of become so self-sufficient in our lives? I got a good thing, I took my pill, I had my meal, and here I go, I got my coffee, and here I go. And the presence of God is just swirling around us every moment of our day. Sometimes I have this image of God over in the corner going, let me know when you need me. I'll just be kind of over here in my divine corner. And If anyone, if anyone, whoever we are today, you may not even have the slightest idea what some of this even meant today. If anyone will just come after me, 
deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. Jesus says, I'll show you the way. Let me ask you a question. Is there any reason to be attracted by the alternative that takes us to a place of self-centered, self-consuming, irritated at everybody, everybody irritated at us, loss of friends, loss of confidence? Is there anything attractive beyond the way that Jesus promises us? And maybe you found something attractive about it. I've not found anything attractive about it. So, here's where I'm going to wrap it up. Last three lines. Really, the last three lines. What will it mean to follow Jesus for wherever you and I are right now? One word answer. Confidence. Where will we go? His way. That's a great way. How will we know we're actually following this is just my answer from my own personal journey, but I so believe this. How will we know we're actually following? Because confusion will never be the dominant state of our heart. Confusion of the heart, I believe, disappears. We don't know everything. We're not sure what's tomorrow. But we know who we're following. And the last question, how will we know How will we really know it's Jesus that's leading us? And I think it's one of the greatest hungers, desires of the world. And the answer for me, how will I know this is really Jesus leading? Internal peace. It's a classic song. He gives me peace in the midst of the storm. You ever had peace in the midst of a storm? You ever have the evil ones swirling around you, taunting you? I have. Almost to a real, physical, evil presence swirling around me, taunting me in a parking lot in the middle of the day. And something in me said, not you. I'm not listening to you. I'm not going to follow you. I got one thing on my mind right now because I just got some really crazy news and I am going to follow Jesus and I walked through. It came back. <laughs> but so did my confession. I am not going to be driven or dominated by you because I'm following Jesus. Father, this is Jesus is talking to us today through this scripture and whenever we open the word, it's just, it's just so good and right when we listen and we hear the plan you have for us. We get so distracted by all the things that are happening around us. And I, I pray for people in the world right now, Father, who are so disoriented, they're really not even sure how they were made, and my heart breaks for them. And I pray for people today, Father, who apparently have everything, and yet there's still something missing. And I pray for the people that are out on our streets who appear to virtually have nothing. And somewhere in all of this, I hear you say, 
as the way, the truth, and the life. Come here. Come. I hear you saying, put those things down. Let me in. Trust me. And Father, we're gathered here today. A lot of us are believers and followers and disciples of you. And I pray you would help us to reset in our lives continuously so that we might literally be the joy of the Lord in this world for the goodness of who you are. So just for a moment, I don't know if one of these words resonates with you or for Pastor, I think you're going to come and help us here in a moment just to kind of sing over this, these final moments. But as a gradual response for us this morning, I just want to invite you to do something. Come, deny, take up, and follow. I'm grateful that God doesn't expect us to perform these flawlessly. I'm grateful he just invites us to discover by learning to do these things faithfully. Wherever you are in your life, if God so prompts your heart today, in a moment, I just want to encourage you as a testimony. Whether it's your first moment or a repeated moment to just quietly stand to say, I heard you, Jesus, on February 27th, 2022. I will come. I will deny. I will take up. And I will follow. We're just going to be quiet. If God prompts your heart and it helps your heart to stand in response, we're just going to be quiet in this moment for you to look Jesus in the face, to discover and affirm and to respond and just stand where you are. Continue bowing your heads with us this morning. Maybe you're sitting in your pew and the Lord has spoken to you. Maybe this morning you say, Pastor, I want to surrender my life to Christ. We're going to sing out a chorus. Sing with us. Pray with us. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here around. 
When I've just gone through the motions, I'm sorry. When I just sang another song, take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda. I'm sorry when I forgot that you're in love. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I'm caught up in your presence. I'm caught up in your presence. back here or not, we want to make sure that you can leave this place knowing that Jesus is in your heart. If that's you, say, Pastor, pray with me. Just lift your hand. Amen. God sees that hand. God sees that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? Honest hearts. God sees those hands. Hallelujah. Amen. What a wonderful word this morning. Amen, church. For those who raise their hands, I want you to repeat with me. And even if you didn't, um, you know, we're in this together. Amen, church? Pray with us. Repeat with me. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I repent. I am a sinner who needs forgiveness. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe you rose again. And you're coming back for me. In Jesus' precious name. Who has this peace our pastor was talking about this morning? A peace when you're going through storms. 
you're in the middle of a, a situation and you, you feel you don't know what to do. You feel like no one cares. But it's when you can say to yourself, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow Christ no matter what. At the end of the day, no matter what happens, I'm gonna follow him. So I wanna sing out this chorus as we dismiss here. When peace like a river, sing with me, church. As our sister hits the chord, amen. <clears throat> when peace like a river attended my way when so our pastor a hand this morning. Amen. Amen. I'm proud to say, uh, you know, when I'm, in, when I'm out and about and people ask who my pastor is, it's like, you're a pastor? Who's your pastor? I'm like, Pastor Steve Scott. Amen. Amen. Now you know why I brag on him all the time. Today is not only his birthday, like today, today, but it's also my beautiful wife's birthday today, today. And so, and all those who are watching online, again, before I forget, I want to say thank you for joining us, um, being a part of here at Home Church. We're so glad to have you this morning. Amen, church? Amen. Um, so can we please um, bring down the, yes, let's bring these down. We have a gift for Pastor Steve and also my beautiful wife this morning. Amen. So these beautiful flowers um, are for you. Amen. Pastor Steve, you come. We have a, uh, sorry, no flowers, but we have a mug here for you. 
a home church mug. Amen. How many know the coffee's more anointed in the home church mug? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Miss Jen. Oh, and you want to give those to Pastor Steve's wife, the, the little plant there. It's for you. And then we have a card. <laughs> yes. And we have a card for Pastor Steve. Thank you, Jen. And for my lovely wife right here. Can we on three? Can we say happy birthday? One, two, three. Happy birthday. Amen. Amen. Also, we have a, uh, a little poem that Mark is going to read for the first lady. Uh, pastor wrote this for you, but I'm sure um, all of us mean it from the bottom of our heart. Giving to others seems to come so naturally to you, but we know it doesn't happen by accident. You go the extra mile, take the extra time, give the extra thought, and it really makes a difference. Thank you for being such a wonderful example of God's love. We appreciate you. Amen. Amen. Also, Mr. Mark, could you give this to Abraham? Um, he's obviously, or his mom, he's probably won't be able to hold it. There's a brand new Bible there for him, okay, and a uh, certificate. So, amen. Who heard from the Lord this morning? Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, remember, we have the, um, all the proceeds today. If you want to buy a bagel or get some coffee, please, uh, all the proceeds are going to go to Elevate for our teens. And um, so, with that being said, let's go ahead and bow our heads. Pastor Pepe, could you please come and dismiss us and as we... Uh, as we uh, journey, man, hallelujah. Oh, I, perdón, perdón, señor. We have some cookies. Where are the cookies at? In the cafe, that's right. Because it's Pastor Steve and Ricky's birthday today, we have some free cookies that our sister Megan has made. And you know those are good, amen? Those are good cookies. Now, I don't, if you don't like cookies, you're going to want to try this one. They're good. And uh, Pastor Steve, I believe you have a tray just for your self yeah okay all right you guys can just enjoy that amen i mean let's bow our heads church let's pray thank you pastor gracias amado padre que maravillosa mañana señor realmente venimos a ti hemos venido a ti esta mañana nos vamos con nuestra cruz órdenes obedecemos tu mandato señor te seguimos, Padre, y nos vamos con esa paz que solamente viene de ti, Señor. Gracias por bendecirnos en esta mañana y oramos en el nombre de tu Hijo Jesús. Amén.